Okay, welcome back, everybody, to a year-end and preview edition of Who's Your Band? So today it's going to be just me and uh, Mr. Sean Morton. How are you, Sean? I'm wonderful. Yeah, I just feel bad that when I start berating you, no one else is going to be laughing besides me. Uh, we'll have listeners that'll listen and that's true. Enjoy with the beratement. What's with the Awellas hat? Uh, I went through a phase where I was going to uh, any new city that I was performing in that had a big market. I would go and buy their stuff. And uh, I played in Hartford a lot. So I had the Hartford sweatshirt and the hat and the T-shirt. And uh, I'm just a big fan of the city, personally. I love Hartford. I know your kid goes to school up there. It's a Perfect. fun town. It's a very underrated town. Here's a fun fact. Not only does my son go to the University of Hartford, but our town coordinator, Mike, he graduated from the University of Hartford. Yeah, I would suggest that you have your son transfer schools right now. Uh, listen, if he's going to turn it like Mike, I would pull him out this second. Yeah, I think that's a smart idea. I'm looking forward to this episode because I love doing these kind of, uh, you know, we only do these like two or three times a year where it's just yeah, me and you. We don't do a lot of these, but hold on a second. Before we, we get into that, pull back a little bit. Let's see the shirt. Oh, it's Fast Times at Ridgemont High. I love that shirt. Where'd you get yeah. it? JC Penny. Wow. Wow. See, sometimes Target, JC Penny, these, these box stores have some really great t-shirts. That's a great one. Yeah. Well, who, whose phone is dinging like that? Is that you? Uh, you know what it is? I, I get like these messages that come up. I, I'm doing this for the first time on a, a new laptop that I got for Christmas. So I, I, I haven't figured everything out on it. So there may be an occasional. Yeah. Thing. You know what it is? You, you, you synced up your phone to your laptop and that's since you have an iPhone all your text messages are coming through through your laptop, but it's only, it's okay. We're only recording a fucking podcast. It's no big deal. Totally. Fine. I'll, I'll figure this out by uh, the March. Right. You're, you're being way too generous. March. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why don't you tell, right, uh, don't you tell the uh, the millions and millions and hundreds of listeners that we have what we're going to do today? Well, I think this is a good episode, and this is something I, I've been looking forward to as well. Uh, we're going to go over the top albums. Uh, yeah. that, that, mine is Sean's top albums of uh, 2021, and then we'll end the episode with what we're looking forward to in 2022. Yes. So um, I, I, just, I just put together albums that I that I liked this year. I didn't add a number to it. So when it came down to it, there are actually seven albums on my list. I have 11, but oh. we'll go with top five. <laughs> we, we, we can do the 11. I'm, I'm, I'm very curious to hear what you have to say. You always have an eclectic. Uh, yeah, it's a very different mix. It's a lot of uh, it's a lot of rock. It's a lot of country. It's a little pop. It's a little bit of R&B. Yeah, so a, lot of, I, a lot of different stuff on there. Yeah, we ha- we're going to have two completely different lists. Totally. So, uh, no, we'll let you go first since you have more than I do. All right. So well, I'm going to go with my favorite record of the year first to get this out of the way. So I heard one song from this guy and I liked it. And I've been playing it for a few months. And then uh, best thing that I got was Apple Music. I fought it forever because I'm one of those guys who likes to have the actual, even if it's a digital copy, I want the physical hard, you know, files. I get and it. I fought it for for a long time. And I was like, I heard the song and I'm like, let me play the, this guy's rest of the album. And from the first run through, I, it was my favorite record of the year. I've probably played it about a hundred times so far. So it's a country guy named Kip Moore. 
And the album is called Wild World. Now, if you listen to it, you're not a country guy. I understand that. But when you listen to this album, you hear tons of Bon Jovi and tons of Tom Petty in this record. So it's not like you're, uh, you know, my dog ran away. My, my trailer flew away in the tornado. My wife died, all that shit. It's not your old school country. It's a lot of pop in there, too. But definitely my favorite record of the year. Didn't you just recently see him in concert? No, that's another person that I'll be talking about shortly, too. Okay, that sounds pretty good. I mean, I haven't heard the album. Uh, yeah, right. I'm not I'm not a big country guy. And the country that I do listen to are I listen to a lot of old timers. I still enjoy uh, George Strait and Garth Brooks. And mm-hmm. you know, I, I got on a Dolly Parton kick at the end of the year. So, I mean, I still listen to that stuff. Um, I don't think you're going to like my list. And I know you're going to hate my first one. Okay. Okay, and uh, the first one on it, and this is in no particular order, folks. So this is just things that I thought of, and like these are the albums I liked. So one of them was Van Weezer. Okay, and Van on my list. Oh, okay, cool. So it was their tribute to the 1980s rock. There's a lot of nostalgia on this with sounds. They borrow and say, you know, not sample because they play their own music, but they borrow riffs from uh, from other well-known. 80s oh yeah, it's a creepy uh, dream. Yeah, uh, I need some of that. Is was a highlight on it. There's a lot of hooks on this album. Um, I get the feeling that Rivers Cuomo would have loved to have hung out on the Sunset Strip. Yeah, this is it was a great record. It came out earlier in the year, and I heard the one song "Hero" first, and then I was like, "Let me get the rest of this record." And it's one of those rare records that I got the digital first and went out and bought the vinyl afterwards. It's that good for me. I just absolutely love that record. It was, uh, and they put out two records this year too. They they did. I think it was Okay Human. Yep, Okay Human, and then that one too. But if you have to pick between the two, I'm definitely going with that one. Me, me too. Well, one, I like that sound. Uh, secondly, even the album cover reminded me of Ride the Lightning. You know, mm-hmm. so I, I and you know. Th- it's something I identify with. I think Weezer always does it well. That covers are great, but this is not a cover album. So let's no. be clear on that. This is kind of like a tribute. The sound is altered. To- yeah, they, 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 they kind of went in a different direction where they said they actually wrote in the style of That's classic right. 80s arena rock. That's right. And pop, too. There's a lot of a lot of pop on that record, too. Right. So Van Weezer is going to be my uh, my first uh number one not not in that particular order because there's probably another two albums three albums four albums i think that i like a little bit better but this is in my in my top uh, albums of 2021 one of my other favorites uh i don't know if you know this band or not uh you should you should they're called bullet for my valentine oh of course and they just put out a self-titled record and to me it's their best record in 15 years it is top top to bottom just a, a kick you right in the teeth record and they get their their sound kind of wavered a little bit over the last couple albums where they're, they're more very nasally and and kind of pop pop metal this is pure metal it's it's fast it's hard and again another record that i, I probably played for like a week and a half two weeks straight learning every freaking lyric to this album you get yourself really like you throw yourself into the album when you get yes it if yeah. i like a record i'll play I, i'll always play a record all the way through and then if it's really good, then it stays in my rotation for a very long time until I find something new to kind of replace it with. Gotcha. Um, all right. So for me, the next album I'm throwing on our list is uh, a former guest of ours is in this band. 
And that would be uh, Mr. Tim Ripper Owens. And the band uh, is KK's Priest. And the album is called uh, Sermons of the Sinner. And this is KK Downing, who if you're not, I know you know who he is, but maybe some of our listeners don't remember KK. He was uh, one of the guitar players in Judas Priest, and they had a falling out. And when they tried to reconcile, it didn't work out. So he started his own band, and he, you know, it's called KK's Priest. And the songs are in the style of like '90s Priest, not '80s yep. Priest. So think more along the lines of Painkiller, like that really hard, hard rock. And I mean, this album is really hard. It's really fast. It's super aggressive. And I think Ripper Owens kills it on this album. So one of my albums on for 2021 that I really, really enjoyed was Sermons of the Sinner from uh, KK's Priest. Uh, so I'm going to bounce around a little bit too. Um, something that I thought was going to be a little weird. And then when I heard it, I was like, wow, this is fantastic. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's called Silk Sonic. So it's Silk Sonic, an evening, an evening with Silk Sonic. It's actually Bruno Mars. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. With uh, Anderson Pock, who's an amazing yes. drummer and singer. Total throwback to 70s R&B and soul. Yeah, very uh, Sly Stonish. Big time, big time. Yes. All, yes, it's a it. great record. Great, great record. Good pick. Yeah. I dig it. Okay. Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to elaborate. Okay, that's fine. Well, this next one, uh, I'm going to give you credit because you turned me on to this band. Okay. Um, and that's going to be Dirty Honey, Dirty Honey. Okay. Um, it reminds me of 70s Aerosmith, which I think is the best Aerosmith. Uh, a little black crozy. Um, I like the singer Mark LaBelle. I think uh, John Noto is great on guitar, particularly on the song Gypsy. That's a great solo on there. The kinds of bluesy, The Morning is a good. There's a bunch of songs I really like on this album, but you turned me on to them. We're going to go see them uh, next month in a month from now, yeah. actually. So I'm great, great uh, band. Um, this is a band folks to really keep your eyes on. I really could see this band, like being the one that's going to break out. Which is they're way better than Greta Van Fleet too. Once you start really getting into it. They're coming up. Yeah. Uh, speaking of dirty honey, we are going to see them uh, February 2nd. Uh, they are opening for my next pick, which is Mammoth uh, WVH. I was hoping that this is the one I thought you may have had on your list. I, I do have it on my list. Okay. Uh, I love the record. And the thing I love about it is that it took, it took Wolfie like six years to do his record. He's been working on it the whole time that he was in Van Halen. Plays every instrument on it. Sings on it too. Uh, next record's going to be different. He's going to have his full band on it, which I love. And I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to take it to a different level. His songwriting is fantastic. Uh, he's not trying to duplicate anything that Van Halen ever did. This is a straight up rock record, which I love. And he's got his own style, his own way of writing. And I think the kid really has a future. Really, really has a future. I think I think you're right on every point that you're talking about on this album. Um, if people were expecting him to write or be a tribute to Van Halen, it's not. He does have his own style. If I was to say it sounds like anything, I would say it sounds a little bit like earlier STP, maybe a little bit, you know, I could see that maybe even yeah. snake pit. It's, um, it's radio, radio friendly rock. Right. Well, especially like my favorite song on, on the, uh, on the record, uh, don't back down. That's mine too. 
I think Mr. Ed is another great song. I think uh, I think it was uh, Epitome, uh, Epiphany, is that the song? Uh, it was a great one. I got to see them when they opened for Guns N' Roses. Um, they played the entire record and it was really, really good. Uh, I think there are nine songs on the record, seven of them I really, really enjoyed. But uh, this was a real good one. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I agree with you, man. Mammoth is, is up there for me as well. Pick another one, Sean. So you were talking about Dirty Honey, which is kind of like a, a real gritty kind of vibe. Uh, here's another one. And I think this band is really keeping Southern Rock alive, personally. It's Blackberry Smoke. I knew you were going to go with them. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, it's called You Hear Georgia. This band has not put out a bad record. And... They're, they don't have one radio hit at all, which I love, but they're one of these bands now that when you, they're kind of like in that same uh, vein as Pearl Jam, where they have these really devote fan, devout fans, and they come out to all the shows. I got to see them, I think it was like seven or eight years ago on New Year's Eve in Nashville. Nice. And they take they, they take the street and they, they just completely lock down the street. I'm going to punch your face if you don't figure out how to turn that ding off. I swear to God, I'm going to drive, stop the show, pause it, drive to your house, hit you, turn the thing off, and then drive back and finish the show. I, I think people like the little things. People don't. People don't, number one. I'm, I'm, get, I'm getting a lot of texts here. and people yeah, I know. Saying, I can hear it, Jeff. With the things, I'm getting. I don't know why I'm getting so many texts. No one really likes me. No one likes you. I don't understand why your phone is blowing up. Oh, they must have heard. Hey, Jeff Paul's producing a new show. That's what it is. (laughs) That's what it must be. Blackberry Smoke though is a great Southern rock band, and there's really there's not a lot of Southern rock out right now. You know, you can see like the, you know, like the. Kind of, and I think it's like a tribute band at this point. It's like the Allman family reunion or something like that. It's like one person. You know, you have like Joe Bonamassa, who's kind of like a bluesy Southern rock, and and Tedeschi Trucks is kind of the same way. This band for me is Allman Brothers, right? Yeah, they are just they are just carrying on the Southern rock vibe, and I love love this band. So, so do I. I, I. I'm a big Southern rock guy. Um, you're gonna love my next pick. Um, this is a band that, you know, we really should go see together. Um, this is their second studio album, full studio album. And this is Greta Van Fleet, uh, mm. The Battle of Garden's Gate. Listen, you could really see these guys starting mature as songwriters. Yes, they do still sound like Zeppelin. Mm. But, if you're, but if you're gonna imitate anybody, Zeppelin's a good place to do it. But you could really see them starting to grow up. There, mm. There's more jams on the album. You know, I, I I I like them. I think they're fun. I do still do believe they are one of like the few bands I can see being the future of rock. Well, you got to figure this is their second record, and they only have seven more to go because Zeppelin put out nine records. So once they just keep copying all the rest of the records, once they're done doing that, then they're probably just going to retire. Yeah, well, hopefully they'll put out like a tribute to physical graffiti. They will. They'll put out a double record, you know, and it'll be called like, you know, vir- virtual scandal or something like that. Just, you know, a complete rip off of it. Fucking hate them. Anyway. Um, yeah. So you mentioned before, was that the guy I saw in concert? And no, when I was talking about uh, uh, Kip Moore, my next and I, I'm kind of cheating a little bit with this. I'm going with Eric Church and it's heart and soul. But that's three records, Heart and 
soul that's three separate records and i think i told the story on the podcast before but i'll mention it again during quarantine he rented out uh, a restaurant recorded 27 songs wrote them in the morning wrote one song in the morning recorded it at night over 27 days and that's how he put this album out it's uh 10 songs on heart 11 on soul and six on and that and you can only get from like the uh, fan club uh there's not one bad song on this and it's it's a testament. He's he's kind of like a weird country guy where he's not super again not super hokey with like the big cowboy hat and talking about his truck and you know the beer and all that stuff. He does talk about that, but he's a lot more in depth than most country people are. And he's got a lot of rock vibe to him too. He had a he recorded a bunch of albums a couple of years ago called Sixty One Days in Church, where he went on tour. And he recorded all sixty. Because his name is Church. Yes, sixty-one days in church. Very good, Jeff. If he was, yeah, if he was a part of a tribe, it'd be sixty-one days in synagogue. But who wants to go to sixty-one days in synagogue? Let's just be honest. Uh, covers amazing stuff like Metallica, Springsteen, Billy Joel, Pearl Jam. Are these on the album? They're on the the live albums that he did. So, like. If you go to his website, like he actually said, they, they released like five and I have all five volumes, but like the website, if you're a part of his, uh, I think it's called the church choir, right? So hokey, but yeah, that's pretty hokey. they released all 61 shows on vinyl and it comes in like a big carrying case. It was like a thousand dollars. It was an insane amount of money. Do you need that much Eric church? Well, he, he's another one of those guys like, uh, like clutch, like Fish, who never plays the same set list twice, which I I personally love that. Pearl Jam does the same thing. You never know what you're going to see when you see Pearl Jam. Right. Right. I'm a big fan of that because if you're an artist who likes, you know, you're like an artist that has a lot of deep cuts, you never know what you're going to see. Like when I saw him in Long Island, he has a song called Springsteen, which is a great, one of his most popular songs, but he opened it with Thunder Road. So he did a cover of Thunder Road before he goes into Springsteen. That must have been cool. Very, very cool. Just him and acoustic, you know, great record. Um, but yeah, it's three records. You can you can get heart or soul. If, unless you're part of the choir. And you, you part of the choir? Hand. I am not part of the choir. Thank goodness. Yeah, I don't do fan club. I did fan clubs a couple times just for Guns N' Roses to get tickets early. That's it. I thought you might be a little monster, like, you know, follow Lady Gaga. I do follow Gaga. I, I did go to uh, Vegas to see her twice. Um, and when she starts singing Born This Way, when she says, put your paws up, I do. My hands go up like this. Oh, God. Yes, I'm a little monster. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Who else you got, Jeffrey? Because I only have four pick, five picks left. Okay, I have a few. So we'll, I'll go one and we'll double up on, on yours. Um, so this band is one of my favorite bands of all time. And what I love about them is it's a horrible is, record, Jeff. It's a horrible it, record. I'm cutting you off. It's not horrible. It's oh. not. This is, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you why it's not horrible. If it was just released as a single record, it would be great. But you also realize three out of the last four records have been double albums. Mm-hmm. Um, this one comes in a little long. Okay. We're, we're talking about Iron Maiden, uh, Sinsinchu, and the album, it comes in at over an hour and a half. It's a lot. It's, a, it's hard to listen to um, if you're not like a diehard, uh, especially when three tracks are over 10 minutes long. Yeah, that's radio friendly. 
Yeah. Well, Maiden never cared about radio. Radio never cared about Maiden. And yet they're still great. But what's great about them is like during the during lockdowns, where a lot of bands, you know, put out music, Maiden put out a double album man they I mean they're just so pro- prolific in their writing and it's good what was the song writing on the wall uh is is one that really uh stood out i mean that you didn't like that song you're making a I don't fake. like the record how can you not like it's listen. fucking pretentious hey let's let's put out a double record if i hear someone's putting out a double record i'm going to talk about a double record yeah, in a you're gonna do, wait it's not pretentious because what are you going to do during lockdowns when there's nothing else to do and this is a band that also tours okay a lot and they don't have the opportunity to do it they are put i i, I say hats off to this band for no. putting out new music and not caring and it's good though it's really good it's just hard to like, you can't listen to this, you know, a couple of times because it's an, who has, who has that type of time to invest, you know, it's an hour and a half. And that's, that's the only knock on it. No, the, the knock on it is that they could have just written like four minute songs. That's what they could have done. No, let, let Hey, let's, let's do this. Let's, you know, let's give Bruce's voice a break and let's write four 19 minute songs and put out a double record. Shut up. No. It's not the way it's supposed to be. You want to know about a double record? I'm going to tell you about a double record that was great this year. You don't know him. I know you don't know him. But you may have heard about the scandal that he was involved in. The guy's name is Morgan Wallen. He's a country guy. Started off on The Voice, put out a record uh, four years ago. And he was on the same season as our old guest, Mariah Formica, too. Same season. Guy was great. Picked up a great record. It was awesome. Puts out a double for a second record by Guns N' Roses. Puts out a double album. It's called Dangerous. 31 songs. That's what a double album should be, Jeffrey. 31 songs. Okay. How short are the songs? Well, they're radio songs. So they're all between three and four minutes long. You know, it's like a comedian as like a one line of comedian. He's going to put out a lot more jokes as opposed to a storyteller. You know, I'm not trying to compare this guy to to Iron Maiden because there's no comparison, you know, but, you know, Maiden is they're, they're going to write in the style that they write it. And, you know, listen, it's not the first time they wrote epics, you know, Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner is like an 11 minute song, man. It's it's still great. Yeah. But again, it's 2021. No one wants to hear a nine minute instrumental fucking break. Sorry. My attention span is not there anymore for that. That's, you know, you know what this Maiden tour is going to be? First of all, number one, I'm not going to be there. I'm not going to see it because I'm not sitting through eight songs and an hour and a half and then have them play two friggin' songs like How Will Be Thy Name uh, and friggin' Two Minutes to Midnight. Not good. Doing it. Okay, this tour is going to be different. Um, it's going to be a continuation of Legacy of the Beast, but they're going to take some songs out and then not playing the whole uh, Senju album. Okay, which they, which they, I know you've gone to a maiden concert in the past where they only played the new stuff and then just encored with like it's four disgusting. or five. They're, they're still going to play the bulk of of the set. It's going to be hits. I saw the original uh, Legacy of the Beast tour and it was one of the best concerts I've ever seen. It was easily the best set list I've ever seen a band do. Well, listen, I've had some good experiences with them and I've had some bad experience with them. I'm not setting myself up for a bad experience listening to this freaking album. I'm telling you that right now. Another double record being my list, though. Somebody you might like. Prince. Oh, Welcome to America. Uh, I've, I heard the album. I heard the album. Yeah. Love it. Considering the fact that these songs were written about 10 to 12 years ago. Yeah, still still holds up. And it holds up well. Yeah, it doesn't it sound dated in the least bit. Agreed. 
and his his estate now is uh probably be putting out an album almost every year at this point because i can remember 20 years ago prince said he never had to record ever again because he had about 600 songs completely written and recorded sitting in a vault so they're going to release prince music for the rest of time which is fine by me Hopefully uh, so will be. I thought th- I thought this was much better than I thought it was going to be. I did too. I really did too. And then uh, let me see how many more I got. So we're gonna go back to you. I think I have one, two. I have three more, and possibly a fourth. I forgot to put on the list. Okay. Um, then go with another one, and I'll, then I'll, I'll conclude my list. Um, somebody I don't think you like either, but again, I, I am more a little more diverse than you are. No, it's just the truth. I mean, you know, you like what you like and you have a lot of good stuff that you like, but I go all over the place and I'm going with Ed Sheeran's equal sign. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, You're not an Ed Sheeran fan. I understand. Not a big I, listen, I appreciate his talent. I like a couple of his songs, but I'm not rushing out. I will. I will tell you one thing. Uh, top five show I've ever seen in my entire life. I can't. I cannot. I saw, that. I saw him at Barclay Center. It was him an acoustic guitar and a loop machine. And he would start the beats and then hit play start the beat hit play start the beat hit play and then when he's ready to start playing the song the whole backing track is right there and he had twenty thousand people right here the whole show and, and you enjoy there's no way i could enjoy that you wouldn't enjoy it but as a musician i'm looking at him going wow this is like nothing i've ever seen before mm-hmm. it was him on a stage with an acoustic guitar in freaking barclay center one of the greatest venues that's out there. That, that, that's not pretentious no, that's talent. That's freaking talent. It's so freaking easy. If he's doing all these songs that he's writing by himself and using a loop machine to actually write and record them instead of using musicians. And with a loop machine, have a band, go to a concert, I want to see a real show. I don't want to just. But he has a band for this tour coming up. So it's going to be very different. That sounds, it sounds wonderful. It sounds very exciting. But I'll go to Ed Sheeran 10 times before I go see Iron Maiden on this next tour. You're, you're crazy. But didn't you also go see New Kids on the Block or something? No, I want to. July 4th weekend this year. (laughs) Definitely. Atlantic City at the Hard Rock. Definitely doing that. Calling in some favors. God. Shut up. All right. So this is is the last album on my list. Um, I, I, I... I, I don't know if you see this one coming out. I got to give Dustin Schaefen uh, credit for this because he turned me on to this album. Uh, <laughs> Black Keys, Delta Cream. Uh, yeah, I love the Black Keys. I'm a big fan of them. Uh, and it's a good record. It's a solid I, record. Yeah, really very good. It's a, for those of you that are not uh, familiar with the Black Keys, well, especially this record, this is like a tribute to uh, the Delta Blues. Mm-hmm. And I spent a lot of time down south when uh, my wife was in uh, vet school at Mississippi State. We would spend, uh, you know, when I would go down there, we'd spend weekends either down in Memphis or we'd go to New Orleans. Or, you know, but we, we we traveled around the south. We'd go to uh, Jackson, Mississippi, and you could always find like these these streets, like, you know, the equivalent of Greenwich Village that would that would play like, you know, these blues bars. Um, I thought this was a this was this was really from top to bottom a really solid album. I like uh, uh, "Poor Boy," uh, "A Long Way from Home," and the John uh, Lee Hooker classic uh, "Crawling King Snake." I thought these were two of the standout songs on it, but mm-hmm. it re- they really captured what the Delta Blues should sound like, and it, it, it's great that in 2021 that someone is still making this type of music. And uh, it, it, to me, I thought it was, it was very impressive. So I was always uh, a fan of them when they were a two piece. 
And like once like El Camino came out and they started going a little more towards the full band kind of thing, I was like, I, I kind of trailed off a little bit with them. I've always got all their records. A couple of them were okay, like from El Camino, but this this really uh really stands out. I like that record a lot. Yeah, it's it's not any original music on here. It's yeah. it's 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 all tribute to to you know the Delta Blues, but it's it's what they covered is really good and they do a great job doing it. And you know what? For 2021, this was a very enjoyable uh record from top to bottom. You could yeah, easily I mean, uh, for, and listen for to me, this. it's another band, uh another band kind of like Black Keys that I've been listening to for a very, very long time. I get all their records. And I, I don't always say some of them are great. I mean, they've had some great ones. They've had some stinkers. This one was really good. Uh, Kings of Leon. You, when you, you see yourself. Them. You saw them. Yeah, I saw that. That was the best concert of the, of the year for me. Uh, mm-hmm. They were just uh, one of those. But you know what it was, too, is I, I had always wanted to see this band. And I had tickets like four times, three times. And all three times they had to cancel the tour. So I never got to see them. So I took the trek down to uh, Camden. And they put on a, just a killer show from top to bottom you don't realize this band probably has 15 top 20 hits from rock radio over the past 15 years they're solid solid band one of those bands where like the lead singer has lead singer disease you know things are a little bit better than everybody else but they're all family you know so it's kind of like a weird dynamic too they're all brothers but uh i I love this record too it's one of those records that I bought on vinyl and pissed me off because it's only eight songs on the record and they put it on two vinyls. That drives me fucking insane. What was the I, price of the record? 20 bucks, 25 bucks. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah. It's, it's weird how they price records these days as well. It's stupid because like even that guy Morgan Walling I was talking about, it's a double record, but I had to put it on three vinyls. So that's a $40 record. Am I investing $40 in that? No, absolutely not. But, you know, uh, Mammoth, 10 songs, five on each side. That's what I want to hear. I, I 99% of the time, if I'm buying a record and it's on two vinyls, I won't buy it. Just for the simple fact of you put the record on, you hit, you drop the needle. You're like, ah, this is great. You sit down, you have a bourbon in your hand. You have a little incense going in the background, you know, and then two songs later, you got to get up and change it again. It screws up your whole goddamn flow. That's Can't right. do that. Can't do that. Which is, which is, that's the one bad thing about vinyl. It's not continuous. Right. As opposed to streaming. Well, I had, I used, well, growing up, I used to have an old record player that would lift the record up and flip it over. Oh my it. God. I remember those. Remember yeah. those? I mean, I actually, I wish I still had that. I would save myself a lot of aggravation and walking back and forth from the couch of the record player. Yeah. Well, you, you, you don't need the exercise. I don't at all. No. So how many more do you have? You, I, we got two I got more one. Left. I got one more, one oh, more act. Okay. They put out two records this year, actually. Uh, it's the Foo Fighters. Uh, you know, I had the feeling you were going to go with a Foo Fighters record. Well, they have Medicine in Midnight, which is a good record. It's a different sound, completely different sound from the last record. It's a very uh, more upbeat, poppy record, have a lot of background singers on it. Uh, the songs resonate live because I saw them in February at the Garden. They come off really good. Uh, and they also put out a great one for Record Store Day. It was called uh, Hail Satin as the DGs, and they put out the Bee Gees cover album for Wait, Record Store Day. You also saw them in June. No, I only saw them the one time. No, didn't you see him on Father's Day? 
You, you yesterday, you saw, you went to the first concert back at MSG, and that was in uh, right, that February. Was, no, yeah, I think so. I no, think it was in February because no, nothing opened. Up. Restaurants in New York didn't open until Valentine's Day weekend last uh, this past year. Hmm. You might be right. February twelfth. I re- I remember. You might be right. I'm I'm actually googling because they what they actually did, which is something really really cool. I don't know if you saw this or not, but they decided that it was June twentieth. You're correct. June twentieth, two thousand twenty one at the Garden. Um, they decided that since everything was shut down because of you know a lot of a lot of people weren't going out for New Year's and things like that, they released the entire concert on YouTube on New Year's Eve, so you can watch a live concert that night. That is cool. Yeah, yeah. Put out, so they put out the whole show. It's a three-hour show. Um, they're playing City Field next year. Look, and I've said this a million times. Uh, Boston calling. They're doing Boston calling with Rage Against the Machine, too. So I already have my tickets for Rage. I'm fine with that. I'm not going up to Boston if I don't have to. I've had these tickets for Rage for three years already. It was supposed to be 2019. Then it was 2020. Then it was 2021. Now it's 2022. Freaking annoyed. It's an investment of my money. I'm never getting back yet. But the Hail Satin was fantastic. I don't know if you heard any of their Bee Gees covers, too. I did, I, but I've seen live versions of them. Again, I download the studio versions because let me tell you something. He sounds painfully like Barry Gibb. Never thought that he would ever be able to pull off a falsetto like that. And he said that it was so easy for him to sing that he never thought it would be. He said every Foo Fighters record right now is going to be a falsetto. Enough things don't come easy to Dave Grohl. Because, you know, he's in two rock and roll Hall of Fame bands. He's fantastic on drums and guitar. So why shouldn't he be able to do falsetto as well? And you know what I found out today? Before he joined Nirvana, he was this close to joining Guar as their new drummer. Oh, I read that. Yes. Yep. I think it's fantastic. I think it's great. And, uh, you know, he actually also produced uh, back in the day, he produced uh, a friend of mine's band, their record. They, you know, when you're in high school and there's always that one band that breaks out like from your class and stuff like these guys were like that band. Who was the band? You remember? The whole Rye Coalition. So good guys, kids I went to high school with, you know, and they said uh, they had gotten signed and they go, well, we want you to pick your producer. And they said, Phil Spector. And they go, well, he's in jail, so he's not going to uh, produce your record. And they go, Dave Grohl. And they made a phone call, and Grohl actually produced their record and took them on tour uh, for the record. I think it was probably the second record, which is The Color and Shape. It was either in between the first record or second record, but they, he took them out on tour with them, too. That's great. Yeah, good dude. But I will tell you, there's a lot of good stuff coming out this year, too. Well, let's segue into that. Um, Let's talk about things that we're looking forward to in 2022. And it it doesn't only have to be albums, anything kind of like music related. And what I did was I put three albums that that I like, well, well, at least three uh, and some concerts that that, that I'm really, really looking forward to in the new year. Um, So I guess I'll go uh, first with this. And what I'm looking forward to in 2022 is I think you're going to see this band, uh, Ghost. Yes, uh, they have a new album coming out too. Right. They, they've, been wait, they've been waiting to put this album out for almost a year now. Uh, they didn't want to put it out because they wanted to uh, tour in support of it. Yep. And this is, I really think, their first real, real arena 
headlining tour. Yep. And I think they're touring with Volbot, right? Volby. No, Volby. Volby. They're, 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 they're touring with a Vol, Volbot. Volbeat. Right. So that, that should be great in itself. But yep. th- when we talk about bands that I, I think could take the leap up and really like become like, you know, a band that you see like on television and, and, and carries the torch for rock and roll, I think Ghost is a band that has the opportunity to you do You are a thousand percent correct with that. I will say that they're a band that has been around for a long time. And I know so many people have told me once you see them live, forget it. I have a friend who who lives out in uh, L.A. now. Yeah, a friend who lives out in L.A. now, and he's been pushing them on me for like four years. And like he is, he's one of those guys that like will see them if they're in like seven states near him. He's traveling and seeing them, and that that's how intense this guy is. I've seen some live stuff; they are fantastic, and I love the fact you don't know who they are, which is even better. You know, they had all the the masks and stuff like that. Uh, Apparently, I don't know if you know this or not, but Metallica has been teasing a new album coming out in 2022 as well. They will be coming out with a new album. Yeah, apparently they have like 12 or 14 songs that are demoed already and a couple that are recorded. So a lot of people shit on Metallica. I'm sorry. I respect them more than most bands out there. Why do people shit on Metallica? What what do they do wrong? Because the first four records are are masterpieces of of thrash metal and then once the black album comes out people are they cut their hair and did all this shit. the black album is a phenomenal record there i said it, it and anybody else puts that album out they're the biggest band on the planet and they don't get any shit for it i don't understand why they can't cut their hair you look first of all if you're mid fifties and you know, you, you have thinning hair, like Law's head, you would look mm-hmm. ridiculous. You'd look like Ichabod Crane behind some <laughs> kid. You got to so, evolve. And just like, look, you don't do the same jokes that you did 10 years. Well, you actually, you do, but you don't, you know, you, they, the delivery is different. You know what I mean? Like even your date, your delivery, your cadence is different. Everybody does that. You evolve as an artist. I don't have a problem with that. I love hearing the Metallica stuff. I love hearing hit the lights, them doing it now at almost 60 years old. It sounds completely different, but it's still a fucking great song. It was 40 years old. I never got the Metallica hate. I don't, I, I just doesn't make sense to me. I don't get it either, to be honest. I don't think they ever sold out. I think, like you said, they have evolved. And that's, that's what bands do. That's what artists do. That's what actors do. That's what anyone does. So it's, you're on 100% this you have to. And listen, not everything's going to be great. Not everything's going to be great, but. You got you to take a plate of spaghetti and throw it at the wall, Jeff. All right. So here's something I'm really looking forward to. You know, I'm a huge uh, Ozzy fan. Yep. And Ozzy is probably coming out with a new album with like a top, like, like more guest stars than he had on his last one. Oh, and yeah. They're supposed to have like Taylor Hawkins and Chad Smith from the Chili Peppers yep. and Jeff Beck and Clapton and Tony Iommi and, and Zach Wilde. Like, this is, this is going to be great. And I'm really. I, I listen. I I was supposed to see Ozzy on his last tour, and it got canceled because he got sick. And I just hope that I, I just hope like if this is his last go around, he's going out with a bang. And I I, I have a feeling this is going to be amazing. And any anything that Ozzy gives us, I I I embrace. So I'm really looking forward to. I it. am too. I'm looking forward to it too. I love that he has Zach playing with him again. Uh, I think besides Randy, Zach is his best guitar player that he's right. ever had. 
Well, um, as a solo artist, not as a solo a, artist. Yes, as a solo right, artist. Right. I mean, I only, right. Zach just embodies everything that is Ozzy. You know, like Ozzy says, kids' grandfather. You know what I mean? Like that. They have a very close, a very close connection. Um, and his writing style too is great. Some of the some of the best Ozzy records are some of the ones that Zach wrote with him too. It, it is, but you know what? I, I I love Ozzy. I, and I, I like I like Zach, the guitarist who I would have liked to have seen a little bit more happen with would have been Jakey Lee. But there was no there was no connection there between the two of them. No. I, from what I understood, like, you know, they went in, Jakey did his job. He left. They, they didn't like really bond. And Jakey, you know, we, we got this. Uh, we had um, uh, who we have. We had uh, Anthony, Anthony Esposito, one who plays mm-hmm. bass in, in uh, Red Dragon Cartel. And he was kind of saying, hey, look, when you're playing with Jakey, you know, it is Jakey's band. And I could see him having that type of personality where he's going to kind of like look to, to take over a project. And Sharon and Ozzy aren't going to let something like that happen. So right. I just think the fit was there. But as a player, he was always up there as like, you know, as one of my favorites. Uh you know, a lot of this stuff is is mostly hard rock for me that that, that I'm excited about coming out this year. Corn um, has a new album coming out. Uh, again, they're a band that out of the new metal era, I think is the only real monster standout, maybe besides like Papa Roach, I would say. They haven't put out a bad record. They're another one that changed their styles a lot, too. They had a whole album with Skrillex, you know, the, the EDM DJ. I think it was a great record. You know, they had a couple, uh, you know, a couple dips here and there, but uh, they don't have a lot of the full band in the band right now. That's a little weird. So I don't know how it's going to sound personally, but I'm looking forward to that. And the new Slipknot record, because they confirmed that they are putting out a new record this year too. And, and Slipknot's, uh, you know, it's Corey Taylor. He's kind of, you know, changed his sound from Stone Sour, which is a very more of a hard rock band. And then his solo album was my favorite record of last year by far. One of the best records I've seen in the last five years. It was so diverse as a solo record, but Slipknot's still the core. And, you know, just thinking like these guys are in their fifties and like he records the vocals was still wearing a mask. Like he gets, he fully encapsulates that whole vibe. Like the first record, there was a whole story around that was so hot in the studio. He was singing with the mask on that he puked in the mask and kept singing the song. That's pretty disgusting. It's fucking gross. Let's just be honest, but it's, it's, it's art dedication. You know what I mean? It really is. You know, I could, he keeps himself in great shape. This guy. Oh yeah. And yeah, I, I could, I could see him keep, as long as he stays healthy, I could see him keep going on. He's going to be around for a long time. Definitely. Um, all right, so these, I'm going to end with the, you know, with the album segment. I'm going to end with these three that I'm putting down as I'm curious to see what what uh, their new uh, album and sound is going to be like. And, okay. and you talk about diversity. Okay. Um, ABBA is coming out with a new album with a, a, with a no, no, it, a single's been out. The album hasn't been released. That's being released in 2022. I don't know about that, Jeffrey. I think it's out already. I well, I don't think I, I don't think so. I I haven't heard the the whole album. Um, Diana Ross. It was released off. November fifth, twenty twenty one, in the United States. I haven't yep. I haven't seen it. It's called Voyage. Uh, that could be a re re. Nope, this is all the new. This is the new stuff. I I, I thought it was out already. So 
may have to go download that for yourself. Okay. How about Diana Ross? She has a new one coming out. Really? I didn't know that. And The Cure. And yes, what, that I saw. That I'm looking forward to a lot. Yeah, yeah, because I'm thinking this could be their last go around. Oh, there's no question about that. I mean, so, this guy's fucking hanging on by a, by a freaking pube. So I'm kind of curious to hear how this is going to sound at the at the at the end of their rope. So yeah, so for me it was I I, did, I didn't I didn't hear anything from ABBA, uh, but it's very easy to get things mixed up in November. There's so much shit going on between November and and New Year's. Sure. Um, Diana Ross and I've always been a huge Diana Ross fan. I think she's very underrated. I actually just got like a, an essentials from her. A lot of great stuff, you know, a lot, a lot of great stuff. I don't even know if, if you know this, but her daughter is an actress on the show yeah. Blackish. Yeah. Great actress. There's a lot of great records coming out in 2022. I always said that 2020 and 2021, people getting locked up for so long. This was going to be the year that tons of great music and diverse music. I mean, like Beyonce's got a new album coming out. Rihanna has one. Uh, Michael Stipe from R.E.M., Oh, no, I didn't know that. That's good to hear. Yeah, he's putting out probably the first thing that he's done in, God, what, 10 years, probably, I would say. Um, Trent, oh, Jack White has a new album coming out. And the first song is actually pretty good, which I, I kind of go either way with him. Sometimes he puts out a lot you of great me stuff. A lot of Billy Corgan, where he puts out a lot and some yeah. of it is hit or miss. I will tell you the one thing that's great about him. He owns a record store in nashville it's called third man Records. also the name of his label he has a thing that you go in it's a phone booth that you go in and you you can only fit you and an acoustic guitar in this phone booth and you can record inside the phone booth and 10 minutes later a vinyl record pops out with your recording on it that's great and it's like 30 bucks and it's fucking amazing tears for fears have a new album coming out february 25th uh you know a band you may not like but the guy's really good is the weekend uh, a lot of people compare him to like the next Michael Jackson, which I don't see, you know, but that's a hard, it's a hard to, to push that, but, uh, and then Jack white. So I think there's a lot of great stuff coming out in 2022. I think we have a, a multiple, multiple uh, lists next year. There's going to be lists next year are going to be very hard to, uh, to narrow down. Let's let's end with concerts, live performances that we're looking forward to. And yeah, I'll let you uh, go first on this one. Well, my favorite band is playing a, a small tour, Life of Agony, and I'm going to see them three times out of the six shows. Uh, I want to go see them in Brooklyn on February 4th. It's my mom's birthday. I tried to convince her that maybe she should go see that for her birthday. That flew like a fart in church. Where are they playing? Uh, uh, they're playing in Stone Pony. They're playing Warsaw in Brooklyn. Uh, a couple places in Pennsylvania. Mexicali Blues in New Jersey. I'm going to that show as well. Uh, so that I'm looking forward to. And for me personally, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing Elton John in July. I bought these tickets last year, uh, last July, actually, and I didn't get the insurance on the tickets. So I'm hoping he doesn't die before July. He won't die. You're, you're going to be good. You're gonna That's be what I'm looking forward to so far. And the, uh, the MMRBQ this year, uh, I don't know if you're aware of what that is. That's a great, um, radio station WMMR in Philadelphia and it's their rock station. Uh, so if you want to go to the show, I suggest we do it. It's May 21st in Camden. It's disturbed the pretty reckless Royal blood living color and crowbot. I think Adam would love to see that. I think we should take Adam to that show. I think we should take him and we'll pump you guys full of cheesesteaks and uh, we'll go to the show. You know what? 
we're going to be hanging out with Adam on February 2nd. We're going to go see Dirty Honey and yes. uh, Mammoth. Let's see what kind of hang Adam is. If 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 he's annoying, then no, that's May one. Well, I don't think Adam's going to be the annoying one at all. I think Adam's going to be very cool. Who do you think will be the annoying one? Um, it's the one that was just talking. <laughs> hey, let me wear my fourth different NFL team so far this year. Yeah, yeah I'm, that, I'm wearing this because... But when this comes out, hopefully people will be listening. Oh, January 14th and 15th at Rob's Comedy Playhouse in Buffalo, New York. That's right. I'll be up in Buffalo, New York. That's uh, the guy who told me I couldn't perform there. Anyway. <laughs> All right. So let's, let me end with uh, what I'm looking forward to seeing yes. live shows. Uh, I've been looking forward to this for a couple of years. Um, the stadium tour, which is a, finally supposed to happen. Sean, do you know I've never seen Motley Crue live? I did. And I've been dying to see them. So it's Motley Crue. It's Def Leppard. It's Poison. It's Joan Jett. I don't know how, how that could be a bad day out. I'm really looking forward to that. I will, it's not happening. I'm telling you right now. Yeah, I hope you're wrong. It's not happening. Uh, I, I, I hope I hope that pulls it off. But um, the other show that, that a band I've never seen is Aerosmith. And they're supposed to be really? playing... Yeah, they're playing their 50th anniversary tour, and the opening band was supposed to be Rival Sons. Mm-hmm. So, and we were supposed to go see Rival Sons, and the other shows got postponed. That show that we were supposed to go to at um, not Irving Plaza, uh, no, it was Irving Plaza, uh, was completely canceled, mm-hmm. money funded. Uh, so, yeah, I would love to go see uh, Aerosmith 50th anniversary tour with Rival Sons. The four mentioned that you had said Tears for Fears, new album, new tour. I've seen them a bunch of times. They're great live. And then I've never done this before. And I hope I get the chance to. I don't think I will because of the timing. But Scorpions are doing a Vegas residency uh, in March, you know, end of March, beginning uh, to the middle of April. Mm-hmm. And if there's any way I can get out there for a weekend or so to catch a, a show or two, I would love to see that because I've never seen Scorpions. I've never seen them personally. I'm not a huge super fan, but like I, I'm, on, I'm on a kick now of trying to see these bands that I know are not going to be around much longer. Like that's why I'm going to Elton John. I passed up going to see Elton John and Billy Joel together. Like one of the stupidest, like when you can get tickets for free and you're like, nah, I don't like that shit. I would have killed to have seen that show now. Yeah. So like now he's going to be great. Um, you know, I'm, I try and do more older acts. I, I would, I would go see Ozzy at this point, even though I've seen Ozzy a dozen and a half times between solo and Sabbath. I think the Elton John set list alone is more than impressive. I actually had the opportunity. I worked on the, um, Billy Joel Elton's shows and they played only stadiums. I mean, it was huge. It was yeah. huge that, that, that's why. And, you know, with, Billy Joel's great. But when you look at Elton John's catalog compared to Billy's, I mean, Elton John's catalog is is, is more. It was really it's amazing. I mean, he really yeah. is, and that that movie really brought him back into the into the public eye a little bit. Yeah. Again, he's gonna have. Hey, what happened to Sean? Essex. We should do a few. Hold on, repeat, because you froze for. About 10 seconds. I said he's going to probably do about 30 songs. You know what I mean? And then 25 of them are just monsters. Right. Right. Yeah. So that's good. That, that's what I'm really looking forward to so far. You have to pick a song that you consider kind of like an Elton John deep track. What would you like to hear? Him deep do? track? It, doesn't, it, doesn't, it could be it just like not one of like the top 10. Maybe something that's not on a greatest hits. Um, 
you know what song I like, which is kind of a weird song, Nikita. That's a weird song. That is a, a interesting song. It was a hit. It was a hit. Yeah, but I, um, I I don't know how that would hold up live. I I've ne- I've seen him a billion times. Um, never seen him do it. Really? Yeah. I think one of the songs I think was great live, and is more of an FM radio song. But it's uh, you don't hear it. Um, in the greatest hits, and he hasn't really been doing too much live recently. Is I always liked all the girls love Alice. It's a great song. Yeah, good song. Well, I think our top uh, our, our list was great this year. We only had the one. I mean, we actually we had two. We said we only got to have one. We had two of the same. So I was, I'm hard. very proud of you, Jeff. You, you yeah. branch out to good music. Well, listen, Sean. I wish you and G a, a happy new year. I wish you guys you the best well. in uh, 2022. Hopefully, this will be a better year than the last two years have been. Absolutely. And I think we are, uh, we're going to have a lockdown very soon and it's going to be a few weeks and uh, I'm, I'm all, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I don't want to see anybody. I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to be anything. I can't, you know, and everyone's getting, getting it right now. My wife is upset. She has the uh, COVID. No, and, really? And she had, my wife doesn't sleep. She's, she slept like about 32 hours in the last uh, two days. Wow. Do me a favor. Go upstairs and French kiss your wife right now, because I want to do this show by myself from now on. We're not near each other. And I could still do it with COVID. No, I'm saying because of, of your height and age, you know, it'll probably affect you a little more. You, you think so? I'm 27. <laughs> yeah, on Jupiter. Anyway, this is a good episode. Very good. Guys, we will catch you next week. Thank you for listening. Subscribe. Subscribe. Let's, let's uh, bring Who's Your Band to bigger and better places in 2022. Sean, hopefully I'll see you during the week. If not, have a great week. And uh, we'll catch you guys next week, everybody. Take care. Catch you later.